What up, guys? Welcome back <laughs> to the Untitled slash Broke-Ass Podcast. We recording yet? Yeah, yeah, it's recording. Nice. I put it in the freezer, dude. Grab them out. Well, welcome, guys. <clears throat> so, um... Yeah, they're IPAs, Max. There's all kinds of them in there. Lol. Well, anyway, guys, have you ever uh, have you ever tried a CBD? CBD what? CBD cigarettes? Yeah. I haven't. Did pretty good. You about to you about to pop one? Yeah, you want one? I mean, I might try some of yours. Yeah, try some of mine because it's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. You want one? <laughs> Can't have one. I don't know more. Uh, uh, there's a lighter somewhere around here. Uh, oh. We are yeah, live. We're live. We're live. We're live. We're flying live. Flying live. Flying live. This show is sponsored by Victory Summer Love Golden Ale. Okay, so... Uh, this beer sucks. <laughs> 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 well, uh, well, welcome back, gang. Um... We are, <coughs> last time we talked about the Dave Days podcast and kind of just how effective it has been and some of the marketing strategies he's been doing with some music. Um, and since then, Ricky from Lucky Roll, uh, <laughs> Ricky from Lucky Roll has uh, released an album. Give me a name. For, uh, what are you doing? None of your business. That? Keep talking. Fuck you. You guys got, you, I'm always carrying this. It's CBD. You don't even believe in it. You're right. I need to have some. You don't, be, <laughs> you, you don't believe in CBD, bro? I mean, all right. We're going to get into that right now? No, no, no. So Mal's go. not here for us today. No, no, but, no. Let's but, talk about uh, We got Ricky. We got Max. We got myself. <coughs> hey, I'll carry. Yeah, Lucky Roll Rick is going to carry. For those of you who don't know, Lucky Roll Rick's about to get into it. And, uh... And, you know, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys for checking this shizit out. Hello, hello, amigos. So pretty much what I'm just going to talk about is uh, the experience I had with the marketing strategies that I tried these last couple of weeks. Bring um, it on, baby. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Textedly. So Textedly? Yeah. Textedly, so that's the that's the uh, text messaging subscription that uh, sends out a personal text message to sends out a blast to uh, your you know whoever signs up. And so I've been signing up my closest friends, okay, and acquaintances. And so uh, whenever they whenever I had the EP release. I had told that that that's how I just remembered how to tell all my friends because to remember about everyone, um, 
and doing it all manually is a pain, you know? So uh, just having one way to reach everybody and let them know, hey, listen to my EP. Um, I just thought that was a good way to do it. Um, I think that all my friends probably felt less important by doing that, you know? They didn't yeah. feel as loved. And so I'm rethinking it, actually. What? You said they them? don't? Yeah. They don't feel... Yeah. So, uh, like, if I were to send them a, a message just from me, like they saw my name, you know, um, then, uh, then I think it would have came a lot better, you know, like, oh hell yeah, listen to it. But I went on Textly. You can get actually, re you can get replies to that and to that number you text from. Right. And only like one of my friends replied, and you know, so I think it'd be better. If I just have a list of all my friends, yep, and I actually just text them individually, personally, yeah, I think um, that makes more sense. Yeah, as well. and so uh, I'm rethinking it. I do think the text message strategy fits somewhere. Absolutely does. It does. Um, but it might not fit for your friends because you're spamming them, bro. Because like, think about it. Text messaging, it does work. But right now, there's no way to get somebody with text message with a text message. <laughs> Or send a text message to somebody without having them, like, feel kind of like you're... Because you, if you're sending it to somebody who doesn't listen to your music, that's, you know, how emails... It's very common for you to get emails from people you don't know. Yeah. Text messages, if you get any text messages from somebody you don't know, like, I'll rarely text back unless there's a reason to text back. You know what I mean? The thing that it reminded me of straight up was when I go to, like... Juice Land or yeah, Ace, exactly, or Akai yeah. AC Hut or whatever, and yeah, that's like, exactly. yeah, it's like, that's, hey, that's we, what we I have. Well, actually, okay, that's what gave me the idea. Well, this just popped in my head. Actually, I think maybe the text message thing could be good for, uh, like, uh, deals or discount prices, like strictly something about money rather than like, hey, I just released some new music like you're like hey have some brand new t-shirts something out. that's like in it for them right first 10 more. people get a discount or or like whatever some example of some kind of discount thing yeah i mean like to maybe me, the you know the best the best for engagement today is is still dms in my opinion like oh yeah yeah Facebook messenger yeah DMs are I mean yeah text best. messaging could be that part of that too right text messaging I think could be there at some point I think no no I'm just saying mm. like like uh if you know people personally through text you know you, right. but uh, as far as like cold marketing I feel like DMs like yeah. Instagram is probably the most effective way yeah yeah but it's it, the that, hardest and one keeping people informing keeping people informed is um I mean it's it's obviously super important yeah. as well. Yeah, I think what you should do instead of the text messaging thing is emails. No, so yeah, that, so that's the next thing I was going to talk about, and that's for sure what we're going to do. Um, um, but yeah, so that's what I'm thinking about as far as text messaging goes. I think um, I might uh, just rethink the strategy as far as, you know, if I'm going to text my friends, it should be from me and not, right. from, uh, not from a text message service. Um, I think it'd just be more effective, much more personable. Yeah. Um, and that the text message does fit somewhere, but it probably doesn't fit in that scenario. So oh, I feel you. Yeah, I'll keep a, uh, I'll keep a uh, modifying. 
um, yeah, rethinking. I've, I've been yeah. looking to put a mailing list together as well. That's actually yeah. like a big thing on my list. That's something we should all do. Yeah, yeah putting a mailing list sure. together. And, and honestly, right now, I'm just really trying to focus on my Instagram. I'm going to be posting every single day. That's my goal is basically just to continue yeah. every single day. But yeah, hopefully multiple stuff. Day, times a day on some. Yeah. And I really want to focus on that for a bit. I'd like to, you know, grow consistently there and then hopefully be able to apply that growth to other platforms. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At least a small, at least a percentage of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, email, forming an email list is like forming your core fan base. You know, it's like people put their emails so that they can get notifications about what you're up to. Um, and then anything you do, you just notify people through email. Everybody checks their email. Yep. Like, at least I do. Most people do. Most people check their email. It's on your phone I mean, now. the open rates are much less than they used to be, but they're still really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people, now that email's on your phone and everybody has a phone, mm-hmm. it's super easy to just check your email. Yep. But back then, I remember when I didn't have a smartphone, I never checked my email because I had to look at it in my computer. Right. And now email's like much more accessible. Yep. So, so I do think there was like a dip in email open rates, but I think they're higher. I think they might have like gone up now. So but I don't know. That's just a theory. Yeah. Ross, yeah. I wanted to tell you <clears throat> the the room that you moved into when we lived at Ulet, that guy Clayton. Did I tell you what he's been up to lately? Uh, I think you mentioned something about it yesterday, but what is it again? He's doing all the design work for Ariana Grande's makeup line. No way. And Justin Bieber shirts and I, Tupac shirts. Like, he has a huge list of all the most popular artists that you've ever seen, like Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, Tupac, mm-hmm. all these people. And from this specific company, he's doing all the design work for, he's doing their emailing, like promotion things for subscribers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's designing the t shirts and he's designing like several other things. And he said all, all of their revenue and what they're based off of is just emails and Facebook. Yeah. That's Crazy. all they use. Dude, yeah. You just got to be really good at one platform for sure. So. Do you guys know TikTok? Yeah. The, Do you guys the, have TikTok? The music, the music app? Yeah. So there's a. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's somebody who um, Brian knows who has like a lot of followers on there that I just checked out the other day. And, um, is that a video editing or to help get somebody to potentially check out some of the songs that he and I have been working on and he been working on with other artists. Oh, that's oh, so like they're pretty big on TikTok, mm-hmm. and, uh, they, so they can actually, they like film themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they make like a video of, of, of a song. That's right. Yeah. That's super dope. Yeah, I think TikTok is going to blow up. Maybe that's a place that we should be investing yeah. some time. Maybe we should be in TikTok. Figure it out. As Gary Vee says, you need to figure out every platform. But yeah. when the real one comes out, yep. you're ready. Yep. Yeah. You know, also Snapchat ads, I think they're probably pretty effective. I don't a use story. Snapchat anymore, but I guess they probably are. Yeah, a lot of, I people, feel like, a lot of people still use Snapchat. <laughs> I feel like Snapchat for me is just just your tight group of friends that you keep in touch with. Yeah. Uh, there's not much branching out like Instagram is. Yeah, it's I I, I think ads might be effective, but I don't know. Um 
Yeah. I just I just heard something about it with uh on a on a dude talking about it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well uh yeah. so you released a single last week, right, Ricky? Yep. How'd that go? Um I thought Congrats, it, by the way. Thanks, man. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, we, you know, we didn't do a lot of promotion. Um, okay. Yes, but I mean, it was it's not bad. Um, as far as like the streams go, um, they're like almost double as what we got with our first EP. That's what's up. Yeah, and so that one, I, I think, uh, as far as like the. What's your best platform for that? Like, is it is it Apple Music? I, I, or, uh, Spotify. Uh, Spotify. Okay. Yeah, it's probably Spo- yeah, more Spotify. Than, more than SoundCloud as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. We did. We, did yeah. Well, <clears throat> I was going to ask you real quick. Because uh, you use DistroKid. Yeah. Right? And I use yeah. DistroKid. I just wanted to ask you really quick. Do you does your shit get posted on SoundCloud from DistroKid or do you no. post? Okay. You have to post it yourself. So yeah. I post. I post it myself, but <clears throat> are you like monetizing your SoundCloud? Or no, is it, you just no, post no. it and you're just, it's just, yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, for example, for the next release we're going to do, it's only going to be a SoundCloud release because we're using vocals that are in a really famous um, Latin song. So, oh, I think you showed me that. Yeah. One. And um, what we're going to do with that, we're going to make it a free download on SoundCloud, but. It's going to take you to a landing page when you click the free download link. Oh, you're going to do the funnel yeah. technique. Yeah, we're going to do the funnel. And so nice. it's going to take you, and then it's going to make you add our old EP before you can download it. And so I think that'll be a really good idea because whoever wants that track is probably going to like the EP that we put out because it's you know yeah. the same genre. Yeah. And so I think, that'll be, I think that'll be really dope if we do that. Nice. Yeah, and so we'll see how that works out. I like the logo, by the way, the the spaceman. Oh, dude, it's dope, right? Dude, that should be a T-shirt for sure. Hell yeah! Hell I really, I would, I would buy one. Every time I look at the uh, Resistance EP cover, I'm like, that's sick as fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would fucking buy that shirt. Hell yeah, for sure, dude. Bro, I'm I'm thinking about buying a T-shirt printer just to have, and just buying like three dollar T-shirts and just. Making my own prints. There was a band that I saw. Yeah. You, would, you When they were playing a show, you're like, you want a t-shirt? And they're like, yeah, okay, it'll be 20 bucks or whatever. And they had the machine in the back of the room, and they steamed it, like, yeah. pressed it on the that's shirt. What it, that's like, what it is. They're like, here you are. Yeah. Like, custom made right there in front Dope of Dope as fuck. At yeah. the show while they're fucking playing. <laughs> Wait, they were doing it? The, no, the band was playing, yeah. and they had a team of people that's printing badass. the shirts right there. Honestly, that's so much better because it's like so much less cost. You just have, uh, yeah. You just make them at like by order, right? Yeah, and you just have like a few designs people pick from. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that actually. Just like post up on. I I want to buy that speaker. Did you see that speaker? No. Uh, so there's a speaker. It's the world's biggest, uh, PA speaker, but it's Bluetooth wireless, and it's uh, battery powered, and it. One battery lasts for 40 That's hours. It's not the Phantom, is it? No, it's Soundbox. Okay. Dude, Wait, how much is it? It's, it's 900 bucks, bro. Dude, 
yeah, the, we talked about this. We talked about this before. Did we? I think so. It's the one that you and Mal were like, we need it for the boat party. And yeah, like, dude. Yeah, but oh yeah, and then and then and then you were like, no, the boat has speakers. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to rent some, but it'll be good. Yeah. Huh? We'll have to rent some from Rock and Roll Reynolds, but it's a it's a pro move. We have to rent, yeah, yeah, some PA speakers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. let's do it. Yeah, I think I have but some dude, we could use anyway. As long as we can plug in, yeah. I'll show you. Speaking dude, of, we need to do the boat party though. The boat. Speaking of Bluetooth speakers, uh, there's this thing called the Phantom. It's three thousand dollars. Oh shit! It's a, it looks like oh. a space alien. I think spaceship. you showed me that. Yeah. You showed it. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing looks gnarly. That but thing looks gnarly as hell. It's a spaceship. It looks like a fucking alien egg. Awesome. And it pulses on the sides. I have to show you a picture. Oh, of it. I'll show you a video of it. But speaking of aliens, how's that Bob Lazar shit treating you? Uh, you see that? What are you talking about? You what? haven't seen the Joe Rogan Bob Lazar podcast? No. No. That Tell us shit, about it, bro. That shit's wild, man. What happened? All right, so uh, quick little, you know, segue. Little seg. Yeah. Um. We. Uh. So. Uh, Bob. Bob. Detour. 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 And we've arrived. <laughs> uh, so uh, Bob Lazar, he, you know, when he was 20 years old back in the 80s, uh, he uh, got hired as a physicist to work for a government uh, national lab. And uh, he, what he was talking about was that he... Uh, before he realized it, you know, what he was working on, he was actually working on extraterrestrial technology, uh, technology that he doesn't know how the U.S. government found, but um, he... Wait, what? Yeah, he worked on alien spacecrafts and uh, a reactor that produced gravity. Um, and there's nothing that exists that produces gravity um, that is man-made. And... As far as we know, human knows, you know, like, you know, uh, we don't know what creates gravity. We don't know where it comes from. Okay. Uh, we just know, we just, we can only observe it and right. we just know it's there. Uh -huh. And the only way we know that it exists is by creating large mass. But the device that he was trying to test and figure out was about the size of a large plate. And, and, uh, so this small device, you know, you could pick it up with two hands and it was made out of the fuel, which it was, which it used was the element 151 and it's in our, it's in the periodic table, but right now it's actually unstable. So it'd be impossible to ever use that as fuel. And somehow this thing had a stable version of that element. And so... Everything about it didn't make any sense, um, and you know he's a, he's a top level physicist, and he still he, he was never able to figure out how it actually worked. But and, it worked. But it worked. And what how what did it do? Huh? What did it do? So it was actually the what actually made the spacecraft fly because it, it produced gravity, but it produced anti gravity, so it was actually like a repellent, right? So it, it like 
it didn't actually propel through space or thrust. It actually just warped space time, right? Because that's what gravity does. What this thing did? Yeah, exactly. How? Because it produced gravity. But what, like, but like, what? What did he like use it to fly around in a yeah, spacecraft? Yeah, they actually flew a spacecraft. What? Yep. yep. It's crazy. Go watch the documentary. There's one on Netflix, and there's the Joe Rogan podcast that was last week. Oh, so it the, is it's funny. So gnarly. Megan, um, Hannah's sister, <laughs> Megan came out the other day out of the room, and she was like, "Aliens fucking exist." <laughs> all this shit. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I've seen a lot it was like of documents. Eight o'clock in the morning, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, dude. And then she was like. Yeah, I just watched this documentary and I was like, oh. Yeah, that's probably and what she's I was talking. like, oh, I bet there's some... Pretty hot topic right now. It's a hot topic, yeah. Well, sorry I'm not informed, dude. That would have been great content for the podcast. I pod. feel like I've seen a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. We'll just have to check it out. We've probably... Yeah. It sounds like an injury. What's the... What's the... What's it called, Ricky? Um, so, uh... Go check out the podcast. Um, God, you fucking came uh, in real abrasive right there. Joe Joe Rogan podcast. It was abrasive. Yeah, dude, you like went from being like, oh la la la. Oh shit, my bad. It's all right. Apologize to the audience. Sorry, audience. <laughs> uh, uh, well, well. Skeet 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 skeet. And we're back. <laughs> we have arrived. <laughs> um so so that's pretty fucking interesting. Aliens, I definitely believe aliens exist, but I just don't know how. Um you know, every time I think about the sun being like this fireball that we're just floating around um and to think about that there's um like not even a million, there's like trillions of other planets doing that everywhere. Yeah. Like just that in itself, you have to think about like, how is it that I can think about that and ask that question? And therefore, how the fuck am I like, why am I here? And how that's just like the craziest. And then it makes you dumb. Yep. If you don't believe in aliens. Yep. So if you don't believe in aliens, up. you're, you're dumb. You're just dumb. You are just dumb. <laughs> That's Max's opinion for everyone <laughs> uh, listening. Um, Not mine. Uh, um, okay, so, okay. I also released a single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about uh, some of the things that you did, man. Yeah, let's Maybe do we'll, it. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm curious about like uh, all your Submit Hub stuff and everything yeah. else you did about, and about your playlist push. And then um, I also want to talk about the you know where we are in this Dave days because I feel like we should all hold ourselves accountable because we all you're right got into this course we should yeah and I haven't watched much Dave days I was, since the I first was planning days. on like diving really deep into it tonight well now we know Max um, so <laughs> we're gonna start with uh, <laughs> so to start with uh, I'm gonna do my homework tonight guys <laughs> song 19 um, I dropped it on the 21st and so on average 
it's it's doing it's doing better than any other song I've ever released thus far. Get that mic set up, boys. Um, it's doing better. So so nineteen is doing better than any other track I've released thus far. And I did a few things for it. Um, I but released it to sub what? Didn't you release it under a different name? What do you mean? I thought your other tracks are under Brethren. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I just mean like in general. I've never released a track. Oh period. yeah, bro. And you this were is just brethren. the best I've ever done for for any track I've ever released. Brethren or Daddy Nat. You didn't do much. Well, what are the things you did with this one that you didn't do? Yeah, with this? Well, I did some. I did submit hub for all of them. I did promotional things for them as well. But but on uh, this last release, nineteen, I submitted it to a bunch of blogs on SubmitHub. I think I got twelve, you know, approvals for reposts. A couple of which were blogs. The majority of which were Spotify playlists. And then a couple SoundCloud playlists. And from that, it actually, it did okay. Um, but, you know, I don't know exactly, I think an, an aggregate of those playlists and also just like my organic plays, it's probably only done, I don't know, a, a, a few hundred from them. Oh, what's up, y'all? Got us on the gram, bruh. Um, but outside of Submit Hub, uh, I also tried. Uh, well, I went looked into a thing called Playlist Push, and Playlist Push is something that I think it's a guaranteed way to make sure that you get a substantial amount of plays when you first release your song. I don't know exactly how they like how the longevity of that works, but what I do know is essentially. They get you put on play, placed on playlists. They send you to send your music to, you know, hundreds of different blogs that are fit within your genre. Sorry, not blogs. Spotify playlisters and playlisters on different platforms. And if you get like if they like your music, they have to you have to you know apply. And if they like your song, they'll get it put on these places. And I know several guys um, who have had like 30, 40, 50,000 plays. From getting using this placement, now it costs anywhere between like three hundred bucks and like all the way up to like a few thousand. Yeah, so it's pretty expensive. Yeah, uh, and that's actually why I didn't do it. I thought I th considered it very seriously, but but I did not do that. What I did do is I did use this uh, other playlisting service. Uh, what is it called? It's called like Playlist X. Um, it's fairly new; just started in like February. Their company. And uh, I've used it, and I used. I, I think they've helped me get on other playlists. But I also know that you know I've been the the biggest thing that's helped me in terms of plays is release radar. I've gotten into the Spotify algorithm. Yeah, playlist. dude, that was legit. So I don't know if that's because I I paid for that service. It was fairly cheap for that playlist uh, X service, and it's try. I mean, it's supposed to be very cheap comparable to playlist push um but i think you know those those things as well as dming people as well as you know posting it uh and posting about it several times on my social platforms um you know as well as doing facebook ads and instagram ads like there's quite a few things that i've done to promote it and i think you know overall all of those have paid off thus far 
right now I'm getting about 300 plays a day on Spotify, you know, probably 50 or so on SoundCloud a day. Um, and those are probably my two biggest. I'm not actually positive on Apple music and that, but it's going pretty good right now. You know, um, it's as long as people are still playing it to, you know, a week and a half or, Two weeks after I released Dude, it, yeah, for I'm real. happy with that, and yeah. I just hope it stays. That's I kind of want to throw a little curveball, okay, on the convo, okay. Um, what is your song about? Nineteen. Yeah, uh, it's about a girl that I dated whenever I was nineteen, and um, that I started dating when I was nineteen, and uh, that I met. At, at after a gig that I played and that I really re- that I fell in love with and then I broke up with because it wasn't right like it was you know it was something that was like you can still fall in love with people you know all right we're getting some deep shit now but oh, you fall, like when you fall yeah. in love with people you know especially well, that's the first what makes time, music good music the first time you ever I f- fell in love with somebody it was one of those things where it's like the chorus is you were never meant to be my girl um, and you were never meant to be my lover. And that's basically, like, the song is about this chick that um, I basically, my first love, the first person I fell in love with, and kind of the, the just the, the fact that there was, you know, there's love, control, or your love from them is such like a physical thing. So you're like basically attached to this person for so long. But if you're looking at it from a macro level, a 30,000 foot view, you're like, well, like, even though I'm super cut up about, you know, and then when I wrote these lyrics, this was exactly what was going through my mind. It was like right after I'd broken up with that person after dating for two and a half, three years, it was like one of those things where you're, you're like, Oh, I'm no longer in this relationship now. And overall that was the right decision, even though it really sucks right now. And I don't know, like if I'm ever going to find someone as cool as that, as that person, which I have, but like at the time you don't know. Yeah. And so it's like, you were never meant to be my girl. You were never meant to be my lover. It's kind of just about the getting over a relationship and kind of, you know, recognizing that that's just life and that, you know, there aren't always these like perfect, you know, you never know what's going to happen. There's never fairy tale endings. There's never, not everything's going to be the way you expect it to be and how you think it should be. And, did you write that? Going. Did you write that song? That's pretty dope, bro. Did I write that song at the lake house that my parents used to stay at in Athens? Was it kind of recently, or was it? Short? No, when I wrote it when I was in New Zealand. It was originally a rap lyrics when I wrote. That. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, dude, you wrote this when you were nineteen. So I didn't write it. It was about me when I was nineteen. It was the first gig I ever played uh, in Dunedin, New Zealand. A A question. Yeah. Oh, uh, can you rap it for us? My age was 19, my mom was so fresh, I just played a gig. I'll never forget the day that I finally met this goddess. And then there was a bunch of other words. That's dope. Something like that. I'm Eminem. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's. thanks for challenging me there. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, but, uh, but yeah, dude, it, I mean, thanks for asking. It was a cool, that's a good question. That's dope as fuck, man. But it, it's it's actually pretty, you know, if you think about it, it's actually a pretty cool experience for me because it was I would just play my first gig in Dunedin with Connor and Dave and all those other Sean and all those guys. Yeah. And afterwards, it was this bar called Refuel, and afterwards ended up hanging out with this chick and a few other people 
for the first time and it's just like those like you know kind of butterflies you get whenever you're first kind of meeting somebody yeah. you're like whoa and then yeah. you're like anyway started dating three or four months later yeah it's a nice feeling man good feeling it's cool to know that it's a true story it's not just rather bullshit. than right rather than somebody's like oh what's a love song i could write about Dude, even though I sit in a studio all day, I don't literally? associate people. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, writing shit. That's I'm the real. alien. Back to the aliens. I'm the alien in the studio. I mean, it's it's kind of fucked up because it's kind of hard to like explain, especially to like other girls that you date. It's like how do you? But there's a lot of stuff that I draw from from other previous relationships oh. as writing material, just because yeah. it's like I don't know. It's true. You know. What I, mean? I mean, it's the most intense emotions that you feel yeah yeah like when either when it's you're at the peak of it or you're like at, at the end of it and then it all comes into you know whenever you can reflect on it at the end you know that's you turn into words yep turn into lyrics you know because you're you know that's just how you're gonna express it i mean which yeah, is dude. fucking epic i actually am really envious of you guys how so because you don't have you don't think about like lyrics and, and vocals and you just worry about like, how do I make this beat sound perfect? And how do I make this like, it's, it's not, that it's obviously melodies and it's obviously, it's a lot to it, but vocals, I feel for me personally, yeah. they're what drive all my songs. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, you know, it's always a constant battle of sometimes getting stuff perfect there. Sometimes I'm envious of y'all. Really? Yep. Because I, I like to me to me a vocal is just another element right? sure and uh just something that's gonna be part enhance of enhance the track enhance yeah. the track um if I could sing in, on all my tracks you know I would I would always just I would be thinking of how my my vocals would fit right onto the arrangement that I'm creating which would be super dope right but since I don't sing um, you think of other things. Other I'm, I'm always thinking of other things, right? And sometimes I wish I could create those vocals. Um, so I mean, you just so try, bro. What, I mean, what yeah, about, I mean, sometimes I try. It doesn't come out. I mean, even if you just like, do 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 yeah. you know, just like Timbaland does all yep. that shit. So what about yeah. uh, so what about your EP? These two tracks were they just? What was the feeling of like creating those and like how did those come about, dude? And, yeah, man. Bring us on. I love Max. that. I lo love that question, dude. Because when uh, let's dive in the story. Story time. Here we go. Story time. <laughs> here we go, dude. Uh, I remember when I went to when I first started listening to dance music. Uh, I was at uh, I I got into like a fraternity when I was eighteen, and um, yeah, my some of the bros took me to a rave here in Austin and it was it changed my life you know because was that the one me and you went to or this no, was a while back it was a while I was 18 uh -oh. yeah yeah that wasn't even a rave that we went to yeah no 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 <laughs> and um oh yeah and I remember I saw because I had I, I'd been going to clubs and stuff you know and you know when I was in high school um, with some of my friends and I was like how do they make this music like this sounds like epic like I always and whenever like a new pop song came out 
and it was like by David Guetta or something. I was like, dude, that's so epic. Like the beat, you know, like all that. Like I never thought about, to me, always growing up, it was never about what I, like sometimes my friends would be like, dude, did you hear what that guy was just talking about? I was like, no, what do you mean? Like I'm, to me, the lyrics were never something that I would listen to. That is weird how yeah. my dad is like that. Yeah. He's always like, what did, what did you say? What did he say? Yeah. What? To and me, he's only about the lyrics. To me, it was only, to me, it's just the track, yeah. you know, that like, I had to adapt myself to listening to the words of yeah. music. Like I had, that was a conscious decision to start making. Yeah. And, um, and so I remember when I was like listening to a bunch of club music and then finally I went to go see an actual artist that did that. And I was like, wow, people like, like there's actually people that make this, you know, kind of just like for some reason came one circle in that moment. And I saw Sander Van Dorn. DJing up there and I was like I want to do that you know I remember I said that and um, from there I started with the genre that I which basic EDM like big room house music and it's progressed into a much more underground genre which is what I what me and Mal like to call groovy techno I love that underground yeah 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 yeah, exactly so So that that track that I was showing you Today that I sent to you and Mal that that I need you. Yeah. DJ Hansel or whatever. Yeah. So that's just Dylan Francis's underground name. Hell yeah! I love when artists do yeah. that. I love when artists do that shit. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, I want, I would much prefer to cultivate a really strong underground following over yeah. the long term, because the fans are way more diehard. Yeah, man. that's exactly. Uh, that's exactly right. Like, my, I'm super diehard, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like. It's really tough to slingshot up, you know, look at like somebody like Little Nas X, for example, or whatever. I think he's going to do really well, but it's going to be very difficult for him to keep the, the, the same level or caliber that he's had now ever again. Yeah. Not that it really matters, because when you have a song at 13 weeks in a row at number one, period, like yeah. then... No, yeah, I mean, like, but I just mean it's it's just interesting, you know what I mean? Because like, then I look at other underground. There's like a rap group that I follow called Earth Gang. Very yeah. fucking, very well. They used to be very underground, and yeah. their cult following is just absurdly good. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and yeah, and, yeah, and, uh, exactly. And they'll always be good. You know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, it's 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 beautiful nowadays because to cultivate underground following, you just you just it's market your niche. You just market to those people. You know? Yeah. What was, you, what was that? I said you just find your niche. You just find your niche, exactly. And so me and Mao are calling it groovy techno, which is a blend of elements of t- techno and tech house, which is an in-between. And we found other artists that are doing the same thing. Calling it groovy techno? They're not calling it groovy techno. Um, like, we found this artist, Dateless. That's his name? Mm-hmm. Literally in his bio, he's like, Dateless, pulling elements from tech house and techno, creating his funky beats, you know? And so it's already happening. Groovy techno is such a subgenre right now. Dude, me and Mao are just thinking like this is where we're catching it, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. We've been making all these different genres and and this is just where it hits home to us. It's just like it's crazy. It's subtle. It's subtle. You have to like you it, you have to understand like compared to other EDM, it's like big drops and like all this with with techno. And with and tech house and then that genre, it's much more subtle. 
it's much more uh longer progressions and yeah i just think it's like a much more uh um delicate art Arts, yeah. yeah art form it's not as it's not as a it's not as a instant gratifying instantly gratifying as uh you know when you go to a main stage dubstep show yeah something. exactly it's, you you have to like it's almost like a you know when you first start drinking beer you hate it but then you love it interesting yeah it is a super intense journey to like figure out <clears throat> it's like all right like where you fit yeah, yes. am I going to be a musician? And yep. then you start being like, oh, I'm not just a musician. I'm like, I have to figure out who the hell I am. Exactly. Like, exactly. Dude, that's the biggest step. That's the biggest step. Huge. That's the biggest step. I feel like we're just... Yeah, I feel like... I feel I, like we're just now like getting to that yeah, yeah. Sure, threshold. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's just there's different layers of knowing who you are Oh, exactly. Well. You know 100%. what I mean? Like, it's going to keep evolving. It, it, exactly. Yeah. And, like, I think, you know... I think also just being cognizant that that everything you do, you are a brand as a musician. Just if you want to make it in music, or as an artist, you're a brand. You know what yep. I mean? So yeah. you have to recognize what that brand is, and you have to be very confident with that brand. I guess that is that, like the that's, term that's, "selling your soul to the devil." I mean, but it's, dude, that's what I feel. It it kind of makes really? sense. See, to me, it's. I used to think that way. I thought that way my whole life. And then I feel like I am now in the point where I'm just like, no, that's just how businesses operate. And if you want to make revenue, like you have to recognize that you are a brand and you are oh. something that you have to, to rep. It's not even about rep. It's just figuring out yeah. who you are and just recognizing that that's who you are. And, and that's what your brand's going to what, be. What did, what did you mean by selling your soul to the devil? I just kind of think of it of it as like, yeah, like Ross is just saying, you're a brand. You have to sell to people. Like, nah, you're, no. you're, like I wasn't thinking like that. I, I was well, actually, I was thinking of it. I, don't, I, I mean, it, it's like, it's yeah, like, it's like, okay, I can make a product. Uh, let's say mm, I want to start a t-shirt company or a hamburger joint. I'm gonna make, uh, I'm gonna make a like barbecue style hamburgers. All right, we're gonna stick with that, and I'm gonna ride with that. That's gonna be my business. All right, we're gonna do that. Yep. But then music. I heard somebody say this in some documentary or some podcast or something. Music is food on like a whole nother level. Like people need music. And right. so music, everyone, like we can relate. We Us three can relate on like, oh yeah, this track is dope. Like we could go to a party and all party to the same songs and stuff. But then we all have our very, very personalized right. set of music that yeah. is very personal. Right. And there's like a hidden to me, like almost a hidden message under that for becoming a musician, you take those influences mm -hmm. and that's a part of you. And it's like a very, very deep part of yourself. Like, like your song you just released, Ross, you were, that was, I mean, I, yeah, I, I met that girl and you guys had a very intense relationship and that sure. meant a lot to you. And so you are branding yourself with a super deep part of yourself. That's true. Yeah. It's not just flipping burgers. Well, see, that's, or, that's exactly right. I guess, And that's yeah. where I get, that's why it makes sense to me. Well, so like, that's kind but, of my whole thing is like, you know, definitely. I love, I know this whole niche thing and I know how it works more effectively from a branding perspective. But my thing is, is like, dude, I'm a, 
you know, I'm a goofy dude who like makes hip hop and pop music and like some dude, of Dude, I think about every day and me like, and you well, just being two rappers making beats together. Exactly. It's like <laughs> I just I'm really trying I want to build a brand that doesn't box me in. And why I do gravitate towards hip hop, for example, yeah. is because dude, like hip hop has allowed everything from like XXX Tentacion to Snoop Dogg to fucking this little Nas X guy. Yeah, they're man. so accepting compared to rock and roll, which I played for 10 years, and it's so bitter. Rock and roll is like the most bitter fucking place I've ever is like, it really? played music in, bro. Yeah. Just everybody's bitter because yeah. it because fucking rock and roll was the god. We were the gods. Be everybody who yeah. played rock and roll, and then hip hop came out, and after the fucking 90s. It was all over. Yeah, dude. And pop and hip hop have taken over. And pop's been influenced by hip hop. And so it's just like, to me, you know, being somebody who really grew up on the, all of us, we all fucking grew up in the, in the, we really grew up in the 2000s. Yeah. We were born in the 90s. Yeah. And we all grew up in the 2000s. And we were internet kids. So you learned what was fucking popping. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. We all popped off on music like that. So it's like interesting to me because it's like, I'm not just going to go be like, I mean, I'm just going to fail. Like I would rather fail yeah. than go and just be like, I'm just a pop star. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Or I'm dude, just a hip hop sure. artist. Yeah. Or I'm just a fucking rock and roll guy. Like, no, dude, no, no, you're not going to do it in today's world. I don't think you're that's, not going to make it like that. Like right. you have to be like Verse. specific niche. Like you have to be so like set on one thing. So like specialized in that one thing. And then once you become well known in there, then you can start veering a little bit off course and trying different things. But you have to be known for something, man. That intensity of being That's known true. for something yeah. is, I think it just comes down to, I don't even care what kind of music you make. I think it just comes down to you being absolutely brutally honest. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to be, you have to be, and very self aware at the same and time. And self aware. Yeah. yeah that's, which like, is like more I, intense than making the music yeah. on its am own. Am I creating the brand, the idea that I have, and it's a consistent every time? And I'm moving, and, and it's every song moving towards it in right. that direction, yeah. you know? Because you can't be like, I mean, I think about it in example. I think you can, but it takes way longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I think about it uh, with some of the tracks I used to make. You know, even even the EP I put before this, I still I don't even feel like it fits with the the the, the idea I have right now. You know, right. so like I'm even thinking of you know where I'm. It's like a it's like a funnel. Like I'm going more and more directly into a certain direction, and that and people are gonna start knowing you for that. Yeah, it is cool to. I love the idea of leaving traces. That's the part of me that like. I listened back to my single address release and I was like, oh crap, I don't think the bass is loud enough. And then even you were talking about, R Ricky was talking about how he released his first songs and he's like, oh crap, it's not even the vision that I want. I think it's almost cooler Just that you're leaving your trail. Yeah. Like you've already started your first step I, and your I think, trail I think is it's, being I, Yeah, yeah. Me and Matt were talking about that and we were just saying... I, I'm obsessed let's, with that. Let's, I dig into Let's not artists. take it down. Like, why would we take it down? It's, it's a snapshot of where we were at that moment in time. Like, we're going to look back on this and we're going to see all our Spotify, like, 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 like a story. You know? I've developed a habit of... I'm excited for that. To see, like, what, like, all releases, like, two years from now. Yeah. And see everything we put out, you know? Dude, it's crazy. We've put out, even though we took down one of the, fir the first release we put out, we took it down, right? 
and then and then we put out two more tracks in the first EP, and then we put two more tracks this EP. That's five tracks, and it's been five months, and we're gonna release another one in July. I mean, that's that's a track a month, dude. Yeah. You know, dude, we're like just been busting ass, man. Yeah. 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 It's super epic. Like it's just and and that's what I thought you meant by selling your soul to the devil. Like, this is all I'm doing. You know, well, like, this is my life. I'm selling yeah. my soul. You know, this is what I belong. Yeah. In. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just all about work ethic, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, it's and, all like, the older I get, yeah. bro, it's like, you know, I work on average, I, you know, as the week goes by, man, I probably, I probably put about, you know, eight hours in my day job, five days a week. And I put at least six hours in every day to some sort of creating, to some sort so of it's creating, like, dude, like, yeah. you know, just get used until until you can build a brand that you can monetize yep. and you know do that you you kind of have to just work hard just work harder than everybody else yeah man it sucks just for, and and forever like and, and say and yeah exactly and say you know like just say that's that's cuz yeah the thing is if you don't want to live that lifestyle then you don't want to live that lifestyle yep. but yep. for me personally it's just to I'd me, rather be a workaholic and achieve a lot yeah to me, it's yeah. do or die. Like uh, I was telling Mal, like sometimes I get that in in inner anxiety. I don't, I'm sure you guys do. Yeah. Like like you get like anxious. You're like, man, I just is it actually going to happen? You know. But every everything you're doing, yeah, I is, felt that today is moving in that direction, <laughs> and you feel like you know, like I don't know, like you guys. I mean, you guys just came into my life, man, by coincidence. Like things just For you sure. know, sort of happen. No, I just I, and yeah. I mean. Uh, where was I going? I believe in the yeah. natural progression. Exactly. Of, of just like, I mean, call it whatever the fuck you want, law of attraction, whatever yeah. it is, dude. But like, I believe that oh. if you just keep going, yeah. if you just don't like, yeah, we, so, we all think about these like short term things that right. as musicians, especially we're it's like, hard for human oh beings my God, to think we're long. fucking 25 or we're 27 yeah. and we haven't made it yet. I know. And like, yeah. There yeah, I really trip out about yeah. when we started Dirty Lens. I'm like, that was my early 20s. Wow, I'm coming to the end of my 20s, and I'm still trying to... Word, but things just, are different but now, saying, but like, we're still trying to do kind of the same thing. Yeah, but you re- but you realize that, like, you just you get smarter about stuff, but you also realize that I think, you know, as you get older, you're like, dude... Time's gonna fly no matter what. Yeah. Ten yeah. years is gonna come by and we're gonna be fucking you're gonna be thirty seven before you know it, Max. And like that's just how it is. Yeah. But yeah. guess what? We have only been out of high school for what, you know, less than ten years. And think about how much you've yeah. done since you were eighteen to where you are now. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's like, dude, like capitalize on the yeah. fact that you are twenty seven. And that when you're 37, you're still young as fuck. You could be like when you're look. This is the way I think about it. It's like I'm just gonna keep on doing what I'm doing, and I guarantee you, by the time I'm 37, like if I haven't made it, I I gave it up. If I actually stay with it for the next 10 years, I I think the same thing. I think the same thing. I'm cool with waiting until I'm 37. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like that's, if that's so that's like dude. That's when I look at it is like I want to do it the way I want to do it. Yeah, I want to be a hundred percent me. Yeah, you know, and I want to do it through yeah. all these different ways that we're doing content. And if it doesn't appeal to certain people, and yeah, it doesn't work, will. then whatever, dude. Yeah. Like I, one at of, least I'm doing me. One of the things going to be on my terms. Anyway. Yeah, one of the things that I was uh, I mean, I was telling Mal, and uh, we were at at 
at Resistance Miami, and then we, later on we talked about it too. And uh, I, I was just telling him, I was like, dude, I'm gonna die trying. Like, and for some reason in my mind, that just brought peace to me. You know, it just like inner peace because no matter what, I'm just gonna keep doing it. So why be anxious? Like, why get all like. Well, you just realize that when you're fucking 61 years old, it's not that fucking old, dude. It's really not. My dad's a hustler. He's fucking 67 years old and he's hustling. Fucking brain shooting out ideas like a fucking that's unicorn epic. rainbow. That's so dope every to see. day, dude. Like it's just like that shit's to me is like, oh, we're good, dude. Yeah, I got forty years before I got to deal with that shit. You're just getting started, yo, dude. Yeah, I got this shit in the bag. Bro. You're, not, you're not even just getting started. You're just winding up. You know, that's what I mean. Well, like, like, dude, we're just, just winding just like, up, man. We've been, yeah. we've been, me and you. Oh, I mean, I don't. Max and I have been like. Trying to figure out, literally, probably for the last fifteen years since we were about twelve years old, we probably all thought that like music. At least for me, I have always been like music's what I want to do. Music's what I want to do. I always yeah. thought you wanted to be like a wakeboarder or some fucking. Well, yeah, I did that, but I did always think <laughs> it's funny. I almost, in a weird way, felt well, music is something. Like, yeah. mu- like I was like, oh, I'm so good at guitar, but uh, what is that going to do for me? I feel like being physically physically active, uh, obviously, is amazing, especially if you're good at a sport. Right. And then, obviously, like, everything sounds so shitty to me. God, a desk job or fucking flipping burgers or, or <laughs> fucking selling clothes or... Do, doing any anything that's not like, yeah, of everyone's dream is to be like a dream sport player or a musician. Like, because those are like musicians almost like the best case scenario because you can play, make up dope music. Paul McCartney's still Dude, releasing you dope owe, music. Yeah. You owe like, it to, like, here's the deal. There are so many people out there who are starting to try to be musicians when they're fucking way older but they don't ever actually put in the work to become dude good at music i just i mean and so like you fucking learning music that long ago it's like i know you know we've been we've been trying to figure it out for for me personally for like 15 years and i think halfway through that you get super anxious because they're like why the fuck am i not like big yet and you know you wake up one day and you're like oh yeah dude I i figured this out me and my girlfriend were running on the trail and there was this old guy nice. sitting up on these rocks, super old, just playing guitar. And he ended up talking to us like super nice dude, just playing acoustic guitars and singing. And he told us, he ended up tell, telling us a story. He goes, yeah, I didn't learn playing guitar till I was 45 years old. He didn't even know anything about music. He said he lived at this apartment complex. There was really cute girls that lived next door. So he tried to go talk to them. Turns out they had boyfriends. But him being a nice dude still hung out with all of them. And the boyfriends were like, one of the guys was like, oh, yeah, I have a. He was like, oh, is that acoustic guitar? I've always wanted to learn how to play. And he's like, yeah, I'll show you. So one of the girl's boyfriends showed him how to play guitar. And he got obsessed with it. And he said literally for like 
a couple of months, just a couple months, he got all the cords down, he got his fingers calloused up, and he all of a sudden just started vomiting songs, and he's made so many albums now, and he said he has a house and he just quit his job, and he literally, he just released, what? he just released a kid's album for kids. And all these parents have been buying that album like crazy. Bro, you know what, you know what, you know what I've been looking at on YouTube, dog? That's insane. So my niece, yeah. she watches videos on YouTube all day long. And yeah. they're all kids' videos. Yeah. And they have like hundreds of millions of plays. These people are literally just making you know, kids' music in like a somewhat modern way and videos on YouTube about it. You know Gary it v sounds has, his you know, you know Gary V has Gary V kids? No way. Yeah. Yeah, on YouTube. I've heard some 13-year-olds call into his podcast before, which is hilarious. Gary V is literally everywhere. Yeah, he's everywhere, it's, bro. It's fucking insanity. Watch dude. what he does, man. If you want to be good at what you're doing, Matt, do you know who Gary V is, Max? No. You, you need I, to I get think on I sent a shit. video, dude, but like, I mean, he's, number one, he's unlimited inspiration. Yeah. Dude, so if you're like fucking, fucking feeling sorry crazy, for yourself. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. the guy who will make you yeah. feel less sorry, probably. Yeah, um, 100%. But he will also, he's also just, I mean, dude, he, he has a multi-million dollar, like a hundred million, multi-hundred million dollar media institute yeah. that he started. He has, he does speaking engagements all around the world. So he goes and does talks for everywhere, gets paid lots of money. People pay him to come and basically give them advice. He's written like, you know, four or five New York Times bestsellers, number one bestseller books. Um, and he's basically just this dude who, like, he killed it on, he kills it on Twitter, he kills it on Instagram, he kills it on Facebook, he kills it on every platform. Everywhere, he does podcasts, he films himself basically 24 7. Yep. Like, ev he's always being filmed. Yeah, and there's always content coming out every single day. Dude, he's a powerhouse. It's crazy, bro. He is like I've probably seen if you showed me a picture of him or a video. He, he, I'm sure, yeah, all I'm saying is, is just like if you go look him up, Max, and see what he's doing on a daily basis, see what time he posts, see wh why he, he, all these things have reasons behind them. You know what I mean? Like how he posts, what he posts, at the times he posts. Like he's basically his goal is to break the internet. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. He is, and he dude. has basically. Yeah, he's he's mad, bro. It's crazy. He inspires the hell yeah, out of me, man. Dude, yeah, man. I I, I get a dose of Gary almost every day. Yeah, yeah it's just, I it, I, like I just I just get on my YouTube feed. I was like, okay, new Gary V video. He has like he has a new video like every day. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, man. He he uh, he also interviews a lot of like musicians who will come by his office and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, this music thing is to kind of sum all that stuff up. You know, this music thing is just something that I think this is really for anything, but particularly for music. Just be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Just be consistent. Just be consistent, man. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be patient. Be patient and be consistent. Yeah, exactly. Have. And don't listen to anybody, bro. Absolute tenacity. Don't listen to fucking anybody. Don't listen yeah. to your friends. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to your mom. Don't listen to your dad. Don't listen to your grandpa. Don't listen to your girlfriend. Don't listen to fucking anybody. Do what you know what you want to do and trust your gut. I mean, and that's something that I'm really trying 
to hone in on. Yeah, that's it's even... just taking zero influence from... For me personally, I have to, dude, because like, otherwise, I'll just sit there and analyze something for too long, and I'm all about making decisions, and if I fall flat on my face, great. I learned something. I literally had this happen today. Uh, like, I'm right there with you. Like, right. music is the thing I'm going to do. Yeah. And I, I don't know why. I talked to my mom earlier today. I was like, I have a little bit of money in Apple stocks right now. And I'm like, I think I need to pull it out and pay my bills right now because mm-hmm. I'm hurting right now. Yep. And, uh, and she was just like, God, get a real job, get a real career. <laughs> like literally that, that, Damn. I mean, everybody hears that all the time, but that right. actually happened to me and it actually affected me. It made me feel like Dude, uh, yeah. when I got off the phone of with her, I'm working with a rapper right now. And we did a song about four or five years ago and it's awesome. I think it's such a good song. And I, uh, I went back to just master it because I think the mix, I could go back and remix it, but I think it's, those are one of the few songs that I've done. And I'm sure maybe some of you there musicians have songs that you've done years ago and you didn't even know what you're doing. And you're like, Oh, I've learned so much more now. You've, these are one of the songs that were just so special to me that was made in that period of time that I'm like, Oh, this could just use some remastering. Exactly. And that's all I wanted to do. So I I did that today and as I was remastering it, I was doubting myself because I was just like, man, like I'm sitting in my room. I don't have work today. I don't have work tomorrow. And I'm just doubting myself. Like I'm still grinding, like still working on this track, but uh, I'm like still, I was just kind of worried about it. But then shortly now I drove up to Ricky's house to come up to this podcast and on my way up here, after I heard this track I remastered, I was just like, fuck, yeah, this sounds sick. Yeah. And I got amped again. And then, yeah. and then no, I came. Dude. Yeah. That I'm always going through an emotional roller coaster, dude. Um, bro, money sucks and all this shit yeah, sucks, bro. Yeah, like, dude. It, it really does suck, man. And so, I mean, it's just part of the reality. You just have to accept it. And um, that's why you can't be idealistic. You have to be practical and you have to be... Uh, strategical about what you're gonna do, and because you have to think about money, it's just yeah, part of I mean, life. It's just yeah. part of it, bro. And, and like, so, how are you? How how is this gonna reach a point of monetization? Because you're an artist, but you're also a businessman, dude. You, right. you just be. have to be. And more time is spent on business. I mean, yeah, like you know, it comes down to it, Max, is where it's like, you know, my whole thing is like, dude, like, I don't, I don't particularly, you know, love my job you know what i mean yeah but now i mean, I'm, I, mean I'm, I'm, I would I'm, much me prefer too. to be full-time on music but i just kind of have to embrace the suck you know what i mean yeah. i have to yeah. embrace the shitty side of it and be like i'm gonna have to stay up later than i want to tonight i'm gonna get less sleep than i want to tonight yep. yeah. but guess what i'm gonna go get something done that's my life and like that's you know that's something that it's it's um it's interesting because no one else sees how much work you put in. Dude, yeah. And no one yeah. else sees. All they see, you know, like there's this band called Watch the Duck or this group called Watch the Duck. And they talk about it. The duck, when you see a duck, it's just floating, just chilling. Oh, yeah, that's but true. But it's fucking kicking like a motherfucker. Hey, that's a dope metaphor. Down underneath. Dude. 
And yeah, that's yeah. what we're doing, dude. Like nobody, te- nobody cares, bro. Nobody gives nobody a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. So all you have fuck. to do is just keep going. People just, just want to be. Just keep going. Just keep dude, going. People just want to be entertained. That's all they want, man. And, and people will talk so much shit about. I mean, most people will be quick to judge you, especially if they know you already. Yeah, be man. Quick to, so it's like, oh, you know, he's dude, trying to like, do that. Like, it's just, I just like, bro, it's just like recognize there's 7 billion of us, man. And guess yeah. what? A portion of them are going to like what you yeah, do. Dude. If you're consistent. Enough I'm at the point it. where I just don't give a fuck anymore, dude. Like I used to, you know, I used to give too many fucks about what people think. Sure. And everybody. And does. now I'm just like, I'm surrounding myself by people that are like supportive as fuck. And, your circle's important. My circle's so important, bro. So important, man. And I consider you guys in my circle because right. this is what we're doing. And, I mean, bro. you got your circle. Like, you, you know, my, my parents more and more, like, you know, barely, I think, like, this year, they're like, okay, you know, they're pretty serious about this. You know, like, they're finally, it took them about, you know, six years to finally, like, just shut up and be like, okay, cool. Y'all just keep going with that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my yeah. parents have always been fairly supportive, but you just know, it's like, you know, they, they were very, they related to my rock and roll music so much more because it's something they use. But now my music that I released, they're just kind of like, oh, okay, you know, like, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, I think they get 19 a bit more because it's a more upbeat and I think they yeah. understand that and a couple of my other songs, but it's just interesting because, dude, that it's not that their opinion doesn't matter. It's just that it, they won't see the vision that you see exactly until, until a lot of other see people it. see it. Yeah, and, and nobody. Yeah. Do, and here's the funniest thing about it. Yeah, is and Gary V talks about this all the time. Is there's two scenarios that so many people are worried about what other people think. Yeah, and there's two scenarios that can happen. One, you go try something, you know, that like music, and you talk about it. And you go for it for years and you fail so fucking hard. And when you're fucking 60 years old, you're with, you know, whoever, and you get to laugh about it with your buddies. When your buddies come up to you and say, remember that time you tried to do that thing and it was fucking failed so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Now you're doing this. Okay. And then there's the other side where it's like, well, look at you now. Yeah. Yep. You killed it. And nobody believed in you. And they never will, bro. They never will. Most people, and you can't blame them, man. You can't blame them. Baby, yeah. baby boomers You're so right. were born based off of, they didn't have the fucking internet, dude. The internet yeah. didn't exist. There was no way to truly, like putting all of your, 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 your effort and your, and your like lifestyle into your own entrepreneurial things or your own moonshot ideas. It wasn't achievable, dude. Yep. In the, in, in, in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, even the 90s. Literally yeah. the 90s. Yeah, dude, for sure. Nothing that we can do today was achievable. Yeah. So it's so far out. Your It's so impractical in your parents' yeah. minds for yeah. you to go and just like be sitting in a room and making music and releasing it to the internet. Yeah. That just never makes sense. Yeah. But they think, well, he should be playing gigs or he should be doing this or he should be doing that. You know right. what I mean? It's like, well, that's because how it was used to be done, man. Yeah. And now, exactly. like, 
you know, our kids are going to see this, that we're, what we're doing today, if we capitalize on it and what we did, they're going to be like, oh, that was, that was so easy back in the day. Why didn't you just do that back in the day? You know what I mean? It's like, why, oh, it's so easy from what you used to be able to do where you had this opportunity or this window of time where you could just literally upload shit on the internet consistently yeah. and post videos of yourself and you build a following and then you'd be able to monetize it. Yeah. Like that shit just was never possible back in the yeah. day, man. You were never, it was never possible to be able to sitting at your home and achieve all these things. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And get, now it is, and everything's adjusting, man. You know, yeah. it's, I was talking to somebody earlier today. It's leveling out, it's leveling out the playing field for everybody. Well, bro, yeah. it's like, yeah. the thing is adults are finally figuring it out because they're all joined Facebook. Yeah. All our parents are on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook used to be our shit when we were like 13, yeah. 18, yeah. To 20. Yeah. Now it's our parents' shit. Yeah. You know, the, the, Gary Vee talks about this all the time. Yeah. Like the, the number one age bracket for people who take selfies, women who are between 42 and 49. Wow, that's the number one age. <laughs> I would have never for guessed when, that. There are people who take selfies today. Oh my god! So it's god. like people are evolving. He has that's this other quote. Insane, he talks about these right? people. He says the back in the day, uh, the average. He said average woman in their forties now is dressing like somebody who is twenty nine. So people oh, yeah. are be- like Older? the world is becoming smaller. Yeah. People are starting to like oh, change yeah. these yeah. old habits that's that true. were so that's true. Like dude, people who lived through the depression, like my grandparents, yeah. like you just have to understand. Practical was the only way. Yeah. Logical was the only way. There's a Dr. Dre song. I always remember this lyric. He goes, uh, he goes, 20 year olds acting like they're 40 and then 40 year olds acting like they're 20. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's not exactly how it went, but paraphrase it's, it's off his, it's off that Compton album, which oh, I think sick. is such an underrated, such album. an underrated album. The it's, Kendrick song where he's like, he's like die, he's like grasping for air at the beginning of it. Yeah, dude, anyway, it's so good. That that song, Anderson Pack, but that was when he came out. Oh yeah, that's basically his like, dude. Like, that album is the coolest album just to see where Dr. Dre is now in life. He's like. Fuck yeah, I'm a billionaire now. I'm going to make an album because that's what I love to do. And he just goes in his studio and Compton is He still makes one, in my opinion, still one of the best, most underrated albums for sure. Sonically, it's great. Dude, that album uh, is amazing. It's so dope. Yeah, man. I still have... You gave but, me you gave me that vinyl. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's right. I still listen to that vinyl. That's sick, dude. Dude, um, yeah. so uh, you know, it's it's just interesting, like as well. I've noticed there's a lot of rappers, including Jay Z. Jay Z's forty eight right now, forty nine maybe. Wow. wow. Like so, all these rappers. Bro. I think Fifty Cent turned fifty, and he had his party in. Oh Austin no, shit! A few years no ago, shit. it must have been like. No, nah, he three couldn't or four. have turned fifty. He's not fifty yet. I I'm pretty sure he Look is. Dude, I think he's like 53 now. Look him up, bro. Anyway, so all I was going to say is is that um, some of the best rap albums, Royce to 5'9", he's a rapper that I know, Jay-Z, he had a bunch of fucking songs. Like, the older rappers are crushing it right now. Black Thought. That's interesting. And so it's to me, it's like, oh, wait. This uh, is the long game. Yeah, It's I'm, a long game, bro. It is the long game. The long game. Everybody says it's a young man's game. For wow. rap, particularly, totally I think it wrong. is. But for all the other, you know, music genres, Wait, I don't say, think it is. Did you say for rap, it is a young man's game? It, a lot of people have always considered it to be. Why is that? 
because just just watch if you like watch as in general and you're looking at the biggest rappers alive who when they blew up you know 25 i think is 50 cent was like 25 to 27 whenever he blew up he was the he's 43 for a while. right now Con- by the kanye was oh nice so you're yeah, i was wrong it was his 40th it was probably his 40th word yeah. um that's cool well so you know and then you look at like kanye west he was 24 whenever he really blew up um, look at any of these rappers, you know what I mean? Kendrick, he was 24, 25 whenever he became the king of rap, which he is right now. You know what I mean? Like all these rappers, like it's just interesting that a lot of them considered to be a young man's game. But this last year was one of the most interesting years to me, 2018, because streaming became such like a, a different game, man. Yeah. Hundreds of albums come out, like thousands of albums but big albums come out every week. There's too much content. There's so People much. People can't yeah. consume it. That's why it's about building a, like, a brand. You have to build a marketing strategy. There's just no other way. Yeah. People aren't just going to find you. Like They're not looking for you, man. There's Honestly, too there's too much. In a nutshell, I feel like what it is, if you have a strong online presence, you're releasing consistent content. Yeah. And if your show's... Like, yeah, you can play local shows, but dude, imagine if you went to a local show and you had a fucking light show or some massive thing associated outside of your music that was going on during your show. I think that shit helps tremendously. I mean, that's all part that's all part of your production. Like you were talking about, Ross, I don't know if you're still trying to do that idea when you start playing shows, when you want to make the, the whole stage look like your living room. Oh, for sure. That's exactly that what I That is fucking do. dope. No, I've, like my, my whole my whole plan, like I, and so that's why I'm very hesitant to play shows for a while. I really want to build a strong online presence. You yeah, know what I mean? Nice. Like yeah. before I have... I play shows, and it's primarily because it's going to cost me some fucking dough for yeah. every show that I want to play. Especially, and, and like, like... So that's that's kind of like... Because I want to have my couch on stage. I want to have a table on front of it. I want to have, like, a little chair to the side, and then I want to have, like, a little lamp or whatever set up. <laughs> I want to have, like... Yeah. The, then I want to have the that's drums funny, on a bro. certain part of the stage. Like, I want to have it, like, set up to where it's, like... It's interesting, man. I want it to be yeah. different. I want it to be something that people yeah. are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is cool. That would draw some like attention. Like, you could almost do, like, an L wall that it's looks like, like a little window and right. a little barn or something. To- that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, my whole thought is just, like, making a making it different, making it unique. That's my goal. I think that. about that. All- I always, yeah, I always think about that stuff. Like, how, because I make rock music. I want to make psych rock music. And I'm mm-hmm. just like. How could I go up on stage? One of the things I thought of, which I might do, I might not do. I'm still brainstorming about it, but just buying all the, even if they're broken, just a wall of like vintage old speakers in the whole, all the background. So it's just like people came and see what the, like, cause you go to this, people go to the, their local venues all the time. They know what the venues look like. If you change the fuck out of that venue and just put literally a wall of something like there yeah. would be like whoa no, okay, this you. is different like, like, like yeah before exactly. you even play music you're just like this is different 
who's about to play and then you start playing <laughs> your music like and they're just like time, oh that would be such a bitch <laughs> that's why that's why i'm so brainstorming i'm like yeah. that would be a bitch well like my thought was like but, get a super yeah. lightweight couch and then i get like a table that i can prop up like but i mean you know this is all stuff that it's uh worry about that when you have a good following because yeah. like I mean, yeah. you could still do it in Austin the other way or yeah. anywhere as long as you play shows there consistently. I mean, you could do that, and maybe the first time you'd have four people, and maybe the next time you have 20, but eventually you'd have people who kept going. Yeah. But in my opinion, you know, I just want to keep focusing on the online presence for the time being and start playing yeah, shows. That's definitely. I'd like to play shows about Next South by. Which I think all that's three kind of, of my us. Goal. I want to play shows Next South by. Yeah. I want to play shows next time. Same. I I do too. I think all three of us agree that all three of us are trying online presence is more important. It's more important for starting. Right. But, um, yeah. Which is, I mean, it's just scalable, dude. That's the difference. It's that if I gain, what up? if I, if it takes me five, if you know, if I, it takes me six months to gain 500 followers online, but they're real followers compared to 500 people in Austin who show up to my shows or whatever. It's like, you know, one, it's just scalable, dude. Like Austin could, yeah, grow. you can see where 500 those followers on Instagram are from. could turn into 2,500, 500 yeah. in Austin will turn into, you know, one thing uh, me and Mal were thinking knows? about were uh, was that, really anywhere. You know, at the same time, growing a following, uh, like you know, online, like doesn't matter from where. But at the same time, like where you're from, it'd be super beneficial if you could, like for example, for, for as far as DJs goes, a lot of people will book you if you can bring a crowd, right? right? And so, you know, throwing if, big if, parties. If I promote myself here in Austin, throwing throwing parties, you know market that somehow on Facebook, create events and get people together. You know, I think that's the other beneficial part of building a local audience. Throwing a house parties would be the tits. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's, that's me. That's what me and Mao are talking about. We got to start throwing events like the boat parties, make that shit like consistently every single month. Yeah. Um, something like that, which would be super epic. Yeah, and, then you, and then you start getting known for that event. You know, that event is always happening. You just get known for it. So, um, and then that could even tie into your music. You'll probably start making more music. That's more. If you like start consistently making shows on the water more. Right. And then you get inspired just by the lifestyle I'm, of being I'm, on the water. Yeah, sure. Everything just a uh, spiral. That, and that goes back into tying your soul to the devil. Cause it's like, now that you're living that lifestyle, you're going to create something with the lifestyle you're living and yeah. you're still... 100%. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think Which natural, I think is sick as fuck. I, th- I think that's just a natural <laughs> progression. Yeah, dude. Artist, I don't yeah. think it's selling your soul to the devil at all. I just think it's just like... It's like... I, I don't think there is selling out Maybe there is. I'm sure there is in certain ways. You get ways. to sell shit that you love. But it's like exactly. selling out experiences it's, it's that you love. It's just such like yeah. a... It's such a cop out for so many musicians for like what they want to do. It's like, dude, just make something that sounds good. Just make something that you want to make. Yeah. If you yeah. make something that you want to make and it sounds good and it's genuine, nothing else matters. Market it. That's I'll, all that matters. Two yeah. things I feel like there. I realize a lot of musicians doing. Number one, 
I feel like some musicians get way, way too weird with their music and they don't know why people don't like it. And it's like, don't try to be so different musically because like, I'm a big fan of trying to sound like your influences because you're never going to sound like your influences. That's so true. Because you are like, if you have like two or three top favorite bands, that's so unique in itself. And you're going to tie those three together naturally because naturally you're going to be create those are the things you love so if you try and make that really easy for yourself then it's going to be badass sounding and then the second thing i was going to say was uh i feel like i notice a lot and i've been in the same boat too i've noticed a lot of people being like yeah man i'm trying to collaborate with more people and I'm gonna try to do this with this guy and do this with this guy. And yeah, man, it's, it's going to happen, but I'm going to keep it. And before you know it, you know that you're, you've been talking about that for like 10 years. Right. And that's like a very easy thing to get stuck into. And I'm kind of guilty of it. And I'm just like, like to all my friends back at home, I'm just like, yeah, man, I make music. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and I can kind of read on their faces that they're like, "Yeah, just fucking do it already." <laughs> like <laughs> what? Like what are you? What are you doing? Like, dude, you've Pretty been much. talking about. Like, they get sick of me, like hearing about it. Yeah. And and I I think I have enough self awareness to where I'm just like, "Yep, I'm shutting the fuck up," and I'm finally starting to get some shit done. Like yeah. I'm just on the the beginning stages of yeah doing the shit that I've been talking about so much because I have such a clear picture and you can like try to explain so clearly how clear your picture is to somebody to where it's like it's almost like you spend too much time explaining to someone your clear picture rather than just doing it yeah and no one's going to hold your hand through it you got to spend yeah. hours alone by yourself it's a lot of alone time doing that like yep i mean i mean that's just it like and it's the thing is dude nobody the funniest thing is is that dude like i could literally have like let's just say like best case ever one of these songs i release blows up i got a million maybe a million five followers on instagram on spotify like whatever you know what i mean have Killing it, right? Yeah. Even have labels barking at me, people all day long, right? Dude, my family, when you go to Thanksgiving, family doesn't know what the shit you're doing. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. They don't know who the hell fucking, you know, Post Malone is. Yeah, exactly. They don't know who, you know, like, I mean, they just don't, dude. None of them know that. So, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, they doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's this thing where, we we get so caught up in and it just you know nobody's ever going to understand what you do when you go to a studio for 20 hours you know what i mean dude yeah Staying, blowing like nobody's ever going to i mean it's nobody's, a, they're just never going to understand it or appreciate how much hard work you're putting dude, in and you just have to understand like doesn't matter 
Doesn't matter. Yeah, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Dude, it's 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 a famous Steve Jobs quote, man. They'll understand it whenever a lot of other people talk about it, huh? They'll understand it when Pitchfork talks about you and how much hard work. Yeah, when yeah. other people talk about it, when you talk about it, they're never gonna know shit. Yeah. Whenever, so just like, just keep your head down, dude. That's been the and story. And just try of my to life. literally ignore. Like, I'm I'm just at a point now where it's like I'm not saying that I ignore what my family tells me and what my friends tell no, me. No, of course. But I do. Cause I, cause if you tell me something that is something against and it, and it stops me from doing what I was going to do. And I think that that's really the better choice. Screw it. I don't it's, care. I've experienced on so many levels. I just let it go. You know what I mean? I just don't care. I've experienced on so many levels. I'm like, like hypothetical situation. Yeah. Mom, Ross is making $5 million a year. Like, Doing uh just uh selling uh uh guinea pigs. <laughs> he, he's making five million dollars a year selling yeah. guinea pigs. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I've, that's <laughs> oh my god. And then a professional from your job talks to my mom and goes, "Yeah, we're we're averaging about a uh, hundred million a year, and Ross is uh, alone is making about five million a year." And she's like. <laughs> No way! No way! And then believes that Sorry. person. So, what? what? Don't, just don't push. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, dude, yeah, you're you're right. It's just you know, it, 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 but it's hard, man. You have to understand, like, they just don't have any context for where you're coming from. And the yeah. internet, again, back to the whole internet thing, dude, is like we just we've grown up on the internet. We understand where yeah. these people, how these people are, how, how these people are living and making a, and living. And the funniest thing is, is that the internet's like the, the coolest thing to me is that I have always kind of lived life. Like, man, I missed that opportunity on, on freaking YouTube in 2004 yeah, no, 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 no. to become, right. You know, yeah. the biggest guy or 2010. I forgot yep. to get on Instagram, man. I should have started that way soon. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Man, I should have started doing a podcast or even in 2015. Vine. There's people or I should have still... done vine or yeah. I should have done TikTok. It's like, dude, we are just beginning. Yep. Exactly. The internet is just getting to become to the place where people are just going to start everything lives real lives yes are going everything is going to be there yeah i and think we're just now embracing it most everybody younger than us already gets it but yeah. people who are older than us yeah they're we're all just sort of starting to get on board with oh shit yeah sending mail doesn't work anymore it works on fucking instagram ads like oh yeah, yeah business yeah. and everything has to go on the internet. And so once business adopts it, once older people adopt it, like we're just coming to that threshold where it's like the next 10 to 20 years oh, yeah, are going to be the most interesting time compared to the back, last back again on like writing true authentic music. I think what you're saying about us just getting into the beginning of it mm -hmm. to me, that means that people are just starting to, we've kind of gotten past like, whoa, internet, talk to somebody on the other side of the world. I think we're getting to a point now where we're used to it. Now it's a human thing and you can tell if people are being fake or real. For sure. And For I sure. think that 100%. super true element is coming. Authenticity is Dude, like our, heavier than ever. Our yeah. bullshit yeah. radar is like, 
fine-tuned, man. Yeah. Right. We know what bullshit is and we yeah. know what it's not. And so, like, dude, I mean, yeah, I think I think authenticity is the key. And I think consistency. Those two things, if you can just be who you are and make what you make and not be afraid what your fucking friends at work or what your friends at, you know, exactly. that you grew up with think about it, then, then you're living your best life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think that just about wraps it up. Is yep. that it, dude? That was yeah. solid. Dang, that was, dude, that was pretty good. I like that. We dived into some topics. Solid uh, inspiration. Well, I think what we got out of all that was be authentic, stick to your dreams, work hard, and think and fuck everybody else. And think practically. Don't get super idealistic. Don't get Well, yeah, still be open-minded. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's what hard I work, hard work. Yeah, all those seventeen things, yeah. and you got it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Appreciate y'all. Catch you next time. See you. Tuning in. It's the broke ass podcast.